Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Thanks so much for tuning in to Bravo Happy Hour. Just a reminder that if you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts to give it a five-star rating and leave a little review. It's the best way to let other Bravo lovers find out about the show. Today's episode is blessed with the presence of Moni Marcus. She's the host of the podcast Mixing with Moni, which is one of my favorite pods all about pop culture, Bravo TV, and pretty much everything in between. And she's back today to talk all things Bravo news. Welcome back. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be back. And I thank you for, I love that I'm one of your faves because you're definitely one of mine. And uh, someone like left me a review the other day because I did an episode with Raven Chapman from like mainly Bravo on Instagram and stuff and she has her own podcast now called bitches better and someone Ooh, said I like love i love name. listening to you guys because it's like two all-stars talking and i was like i'm an i'm an all-star <laughs> i like literally cried <laughs> nothing no performance evaluation from work has ever been in that nice no <laughs> report card notes no parents to conference ever went that great i mean oh to call me an all-star about bravo and things that are like my sport feels like I'm really being acknowledged and seen and I love it. Hell yeah. I mean, you deserve it. You have an amazing show and you're so funny and so eloquent in the way you talk about things. And so thank you. I try to put my good English degree to use. This is what I spend all that money for. <laughs> right. That college degree. <laughs> so I think we have to talk a little bit up front. This is only like two or three minutes for people who haven't watched Love is Blind, but it is so good. I was also on the bandwagon a little bit later because I have a life. So when I started watching it, I think I started on Wednesday and then I had to, f- I finished on Friday afternoon and talk about great reality television. Oh, I'm oh. so in. I'm late to the game as well. I'm trying to catch myself up. And so I appreciate people who have not spoiled it for me. <laughs> I'm getting re- somehow really, really good at like avoiding spoilers, like knock on wood. Um, I avoided the Jersey finale spoilers or the Ooh. the episode before the finale, I avoided – I didn't watch it for like four days. And I did not know anything of what went on. I felt really good about that. <laughs> Same with Love is Blind. I still don't know what's happening or who marries who or who does what or who gets engaged. I am watching. I want to feel for these people. <laughs> and it's doing it for me. It is like wild yet relatable. I completely agree. Like the first – 
few episodes, I found myself like crying and having like real emotional reactions to these people because as weird as they are to go on a show like this, so many people have similar stories and situations within their own relationships or within their own life. So I think you like see it as a mirror of your own issues, whatever. And I was so into it, so hooked in the beginning. And then towards the middle, I was like, okay, I'm sick of you guys like having these cheesy dates. But then once they get into the real world, that's when it started getting really, really fun for me to see like, yeah, how social media plays a role and what these people do for a living. Like some of them like don't have jobs and like slowly but surely all of these skeletons are coming out of their closets. And that's kind of, that's what I'm here for. People are in a relationship and get engaged. The problem is it's like the idea, the concept is that like they don't see each other. They fall in love so quickly. However, I don't understand why they needed to rush it so much and force the whole wedding day engagement thing. Because to me, Talking to someone blindly is already a really cool concept to, like, fall in love with somebody, especially since we know this is also TV, Hollywood, and a casting company. So, like, Mm -hmm. they're all hot anyway. Yeah. Doesn't even matter. But, like, it already is a cute concept to talk to someone and get to know them for a a little while and then, like, be, like, in love and then they get engaged or whatever. But this concept of, like, they get engaged after, like, day one or day two. And I'm like, get engaged to do what? Like, you're proposing for what? Oh, you mean marriage? Oh, oh, sure, honey. Okay. I mean, I call me a skeptic. I feel bad. I'm such a cynical individual. But, like, come on. Naturally, you don't know how – what about his third cousin? You don't know if crazy runs in the family. Yeah. You don't know what his health plan looks like. Can he cover your crazy? Yes. Like, because I'm crazy. I need somebody to be able to cover my medical bills, my therapy bills. If you don't have that good insurance <laughs> to help me with the mental health aspect, we can't date. For real. And when Cameron, uh, what's it called, proposed to her after, like, 14 hours of them talking, it just killed me. And, like, I felt like, I don't know, like, you feel like it's real when you're hap- when it's happening because that's the whole point. They're supposed to fall in love so quickly. Mm-hmm. But then, like, you have to think, like, what if these people stay together for 50-plus years and the show actually brought them together? Like, I'm excited to see where this goes. And they agreed that they're going to be doing – they're going to be releasing a reunion episode, which I'm like, that is what I always want. Because I Bro, think a I lot, love that. A lot of people, like, especially Jessica, like, you know she still has feelings for Barnett. Like, you know that there's, like, a very underlying thing. And once she saw him in person, she was like, I don't want to have sex with Mark. Like, he's, like, not my type physically and all of that. And, oh, God, I'm really excited. And I wanted more. I was pissed when, like, after the wedding episodes, I was like, oh, my God, one of these weddings are so ridiculous. Like, everybody's family is, like, begrudgingly sitting there, like, hoping, like, that their child isn't going to go through with this. But some of them do. Because it's never (laughs) just about the fact. Like, I understand that you want to really connect with someone deeply. And if you're just dating the entire time that you're there for a few days, yes, you're going to establish a great connection. But marriage is so much more than that. Like, you also marry the person's family. They didn't get a chance to know and love this person. Like, they didn't get a chance to make any, you know— rejections about them and maybe like the person stands up for the other one is like you know i'm choosing you like they didn't get to even test those waters of like how they fit in with your friends your family like all of that stuff also plays a big aspect into making a life with someone because you're not just like getting married and staying in a pod you like create a life like a whole life around each other and 
you can't just do that in like a matter of 15 minutes or in our case, like what, seven, eight episodes? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think it's just like, I liked the concept, but I agree. I think it was rushed a little bit. If they were able to date each other in the outside world for a little bit and the whole like, you know, ideally by 90 days they'd get married. I think that could have like stretched out a little bit of like the honeymoon phase and we really could have gotten to some good meat in their relationships and really seen a little bit more than what we got. But yeah, having them like get married like 30, like I think it was a what 40 day experiment. Like that seems absolutely terrible to meet a man and then have to marry him after 40 days. I will say I absolutely love this show. I think it's so good. So it's great television. But I also am the lone wolf in the world who actually thinks The Bachelor is better than most Bravo shows half the time. And that's saying something because I love Bravo more than I love to breathe. (laughs) And I love The Bachelor. I think it's fantastic TV because I don't find it to be realistic. I'm not really expecting any, any of these people to stay together forever because it's ridiculous to get married after nine weeks and maybe two dates together. (laughs) So I obviously, I, I take that with a grain of salt and that's what makes it interesting but same with Love is Blind. I'm like, I really want to root for them because the concept makes sense. But I really don't like when people try to copy paste like the Bachelor formula mm-hmm. onto other shows and try to remix it. And I hate this concept of matchmakers and social experiments for love. I don't, it doesn't, it's never really appealed to me, but I watch all the shows. Like, are you the one on MTV? So I'll watch Ooh, I, I used to be I'm very like, into that. A computer can't tell you how you're going to be compatible for the next 50 years. That's just not how that works. <laughs> Algorithms are real, but not in this case. <laughs> not for humans. Humans change every day. <laughs> like, I work with preschoolers and some toddlers, some days they cannot stand peas. Three, and the next day they'll be like, oh, I'm allergic to cheese. I'm like, you're allergic to American cheese. First of all, that's not possible. It's not real cheese. Second of all, <laughs> I'm sure it is possible, but I'm telling them it's not real cheese. And then I'm like, so some days they're like, oh, yeah, I'm allergic to that. And next they're like, oh, I, I really wanted some. And uh, I am no longer allergic. My mommy gave me medicine for it. And I'm like, okay, sure. People change. <laughs> We're no different than preschoolers. We change every day. I do not know how you work with preschoolers. Like that would absolutely <laughs> ruin my sanity. <laughs> With a lot of um, watered-down diluted Clorox that would bleach. (laughs) And um, you have a good chiropractor because they ask you a lot of times to pick them up and spin them around. And you can't do it to one because then they'll all come after you. I'd like that. Like I'd like to like hold a kid. But I I think I just want to like hold one kid and have it be my own and then really act not like a room full of 18. And they're like, can you pick me up now? Oh, chase me. And I'm like, no, no. See, Miss Money has a bad back. I can't. Miss Money has a bad back. There's like 15 of y'all and one of me. I can't. Oh, my God. Well, I'm praying for you because that shit is. resilient, but they're hilarious. (laughs) Well, let's just jump right into news. Coming out of Dallas, another one bites the dust. Leanne Lockett has confirmed with Bravo that she will not be shooting season five of the upcoming season of Dallas Housewives. So we all watched last season as she dug herself in her own grave with her aggressive comments towards Carrie Brittingham and then also like four full seasons of her being a terrifying person. Like it's not just the comments that she said to Carrie. It was like 
you know, her behavior for, you know, five years. But Leanne had had posted on Instagram saying, from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank you all for your kindness, your love, for making me laugh when I thought I couldn't. You are what kept me going. and You are who I will always be grateful for. So that is her big statement post-firing. Mm-hmm. Glad she's gone. Yeah, bye. Bye. Like, I feel that if people really want to hear my thoughts on this, I've left so many disclaimers on my podcast that <laughs> it the amount of times I've had to explain to people that there are so many varying degrees to racism, it itself is a diaspora, and Leanne falls right on into that category. You do not have to reduce just to slurs to be racist. It's saddening how much I've had you make that statement. Like, you don't just have to say something that is, like, vulgar Mm -hmm. for it to be offensive. We should know this with any other ist and ism there is. So, and it was just so annoying that the entire time, if a Jewish white man from the Midwest is trying to explain to you, ma'am, that you have done wrong <laughs> and offended a very many people. And everyone is saying, like, what, what was it that Heather Dubrow used to say to, um, I think it was Alexis, like, if everyone says you're dead, it's time to lie down. Yeah. Like, she, he was like, you know, this is, you can't say that, right? Like, you know, that, like, why they have a problem with this. She'd be like, well, I didn't know Mexico and it was a bad word. I'm like, that's not the point. Like, that's not it. That's not what we're saying. And he kept saying, like, he kept trying to, like, drill it into her little thick skull Leanne, you were going to look, I feel like he was trying to say you were going to lose your job if you do not get this. You need to get this. She didn't get it. She's gone. Goodbye. Yeah, exactly. And like people can come back from really shitty situations and, you know, there are so many ignorant people watching the show and on these shows and they slip up. Everybody slips up. Okay. But having no ability to acknowledge what she said, to acknowledge that she hurt Carrie and yeah, also realizing like, fuck, I might lose my fucking job. Like, there was none of that because she was so up in her own world and then, you know, had her wedding planner try to throw Brandy under the bus with those videos. So it just kind of seemed like a series of poor decision-making and now she's, like, out of a job and out of a paycheck. And, you know, she's on Instagram being like, Rich and I are doing a a wedding photo shoot. It's like, this will last. Your wedding, again, was a year ago, so why the two of you are, like, being featured in wedding magazines is a big question mark for me. But Also, you're not leaving the show. You were fired. Because no one with no real, without a legitimate job that she probably has not done in ages because you actually need a lot of free time to film – who's married to a retired police officer is going to just up and give up money for no apparent reason other than you aren't asked to come get that money anymore. And I feel the exact same way about Brandy. I'm like, there, you're right. There's no accountability there. And without accountability, you are the problem. Like you're the reason why people don't believe you can grow and change. Cause obviously I'm a teacher of small children. I fully believe that everyone has a, a, a the capability of moving on past something and learning from something. But in order to learn, you have to listen. And Leanne will not listen. She did not listen. And she did not even th- take into effect how it could affect her job until it was too late. So another one bites the dust. Like you said, she can go. 
Bye. Well, Andy was saying he doesn't think Dallas was going to – he didn't think that Dallas would be where it was without her. And then he also said on a personal note to her, which really shows exactly how Andy really feels about this, I wish oh. that her last go-around in air hadn't been so contentious. I'm hoping that once the breeze has blown through, she will come back and join me for a kiki at some time on Watch What Happens Live. So he's like, yeah, yeah, when everyone starts stops bitching about the comments you made, maybe you can come on Watch What Happens. Like, I oh, oh so you like we're going to reward this. Cool. For all of these bad people. It's like, I don't know what is up with him lately, but like, the girls are talking and they're not liking it. They They aren't. Not (laughs) like his being so, not even wishy washy. It's like he's erring on the side of wrong and not on the side of caution. Like, it's not that we need you to be team whomever, I guess, is politically correct or whatever, but also as a moderator. You could just not say anything because he's already said that he wants Tamara back immediately. Mm-hmm. He's saying that he absolutely loves Vicky and she threw him under the bus. Like, can you just not try to be that guy, you know, that is for everybody? I don't we don't like that. I really believe Danny Pellegrino is going to be the next Andy Cohen. And he was a uh, bartender on Watch bartender. What Happens Live this week, which was amazing. He it. was so good. I'm, like, super proud of him. It was really cool. But I think, like, Andy needs to take a step back from some of these shows and, like, let another person come in and kind of give it a new energy. Like, after watching the Below Deck reunion, Andy was so turned off. Like, he was not there present like he just wasn't present in the moment and you could really feel it and it's kind of getting to the point where it's like there's a thousand shows on this network that do like reunions i feel like you need to pass the buck to someone else because right it's like and people are also not starting like starting to not like him anymore especially you know the below deck thing where he literally just allowed these ignorant men to steamroll the women and even when captain lee has to get up and do a walk-off a la ramona singer from a reunion like you know you've fucked up you've oh yeah the man has like the patience of (laughs) jesus it's ridiculous (laughs) he is set through he's set through so many things that i could never and he says things with so much class and so much tact and so calmly that if you've riled him up, you have got to check yourself. Like <laughs> at that sure. point, what are we even doing? I think Andy should just, I think honestly, he should just host watch, host watch it happens live. Yeah. I think he should just stick to that and be a viewer, be a commentator, be like us, be a regular person, watch it in real time as we do talk your thoughts or whatever and interview these people. I think everything else beyond that, he has too many hands and too many hats. And I think it's really wearing and tearing on him and not in a likable way. Cause I think it's really driving Bravo down. I totally agree. Well, we had another scare this week coming out of Potomac. Karen Huger, the grand dame tweeted, Timing is everything. Wouldn't you think about five years is enough? Hashtag RHOP, which has led all the blogs to say that Karen may be not coming back for the upcoming season of Potomac, which I think this is a crock of shit. Karen's it's not bullshit. going anywhere. <laughs> it's bullshit. It's it's a hundred and a hundred thousand percent bullshit. She's coming back. Karen would never give up this platform. She is not Sharice Jackson, mm-hmm. who I believe actually would have loved to stay, but her husband kind of made her go. Her ex-husband made her go. So I think it's ridiculous to think that someone like Karen would not give up, or would give up a platform where she can 
be caring. Does that seem like a kind of person who's going to go back into a house and just host lunches every other week and maybe do charity work? No, no, no. no. She's had a taste of this and she's going to keep it going. Totally. And as she should, she is one of the quintessential housewives. Like I, I really think she embodies a lot of what we like in this show. And I, you know, it was so funny, like season one, you know, she's in a big, beautiful home, but it isn't like fancy, new, done up. Yeah. Then the next season they're in like a 18 bedroom mansion when it's like just her and Ray. It's like, that was, that was a good idea, Karen. Like, she's like, look at our glow up. It's like, oh my goodness. Well, actually, Karen, it's not really a glow up because little fun fact, where she was moving, you do get more bang for your buck. And where she lived that last season was a lot more affordable than where she was before in the home that she owned for a long time. And that was kind of the thing. They And I've been to a lot of homes and they have, I have a lot of friends who have bigger homes around that area and stuff. And no, a lot of them don't renovate because they've been in their houses forever. That's the point. They've had money forever. And then just to go and rent like a major mansion in Virginia, allegedly, just because it's cheaper and because you want to show off. It's like, Karen, only you would do this, which is why I don't think she's going to give it up because the antics, like what would we do without the antics? She loves the antics. I'll just never forget when she freaked out on that mime when they were like, when her and Giselle were like <laughs> eating, dining off fresco and the mime, like they don't realize the mime is like inviting them to a party and the two of them are, yeah, calling security, freaking the fuck out on this mime. And you know, this mime is like, just take the fucking invitation. Like, please, <laughs> this isn't my choice to be here. Like I'm getting paid. Like, please take the money. Take, take the invitation, please. Exactly. It's so <laughs> funny. I think Karen and Giselle have a certain like rapport that we can't really duplicate on any other show. So I doubt she's going anywhere. I agree. Well, I also went on to LaDom's website because I saw she was doing like events in Manhattan the other day at Bloomingdale's, which lol. But LaDom <laughs> is very expensive. It's $80 for three fluid ounces. And I feel like I need um, <laughs> like I need to smell it like for my own no, personal. No, it's awful. Oh, is it? I mean, it's, all the it's women very said it was old lady. Intense. It's very intense. It smells to me like when you go to a large black mega church and it's a Sunday in the spring and you walk past the third pew of lovely older ladies who are handing out the prayer cloths to any woman they think need it, who need to cover their legs and their hemlines. You smell them before you approach and after you exit. Damn. That's what it smells like to me. <laughs> that is incredibly spot on. And now I actually feel like I either need to go to a... <laughs> black mega church or just get this fragrance like either or i need i need to know what this smells like and you you need to get it and then come to one i'll bring you to mine and then you will compare and be like i see it this is here i become a god-fearing woman thank you so much money yeah bringing me back to my childhood roots well real housewives of beverly hill star teddy mellencamp and husband edwin had their baby this past tuesday they ended up naming the baby dove mellencamp aroave i can never say that last name aroave i don't know i'm gonna stick with mellencamp sure so the baby is 
six pounds, eight ounces, who cares? I, she makes me snore so badly. Like, I just find her so boring, but I'm happy for them. And the baby's beautiful. It's a really I would baby. agree. I've never seen any housewife that does not need to be on TV more than Teddy Mellencamp. Like, completely. And just because she has a cute baby and cute kids and stuff, I don't care. And I find it to be like a reminder that we're never going to get anything good out of Beverly Hills because we still have Teddy. Because I'm thinking to myself, and I know this wasn't like a hot topic that we were going to discuss today, like a major upcoming rapper whom I adored just passed away, was like killed in a home invasion in a home that is owned by Teddy Mellencamp and her husband. With the installation of Teddy's husband's home security footage and home security everything. And I'm like, didn't, I mean, not that it's related, but didn't Mm -hmm. Kyle's robbery also happen with the home security system? Like half installed or something? Like something about the home security system needs to be rechecked because it's not working. (laughs) Clearly it's not not working. This is not good for business. As a man who like promotes his business on like the side of that disgusting bus that they have. And on every hat that he wears. (laughs) I mean, Kyle had the worst robbery since like the fucking bling ring. Yeah. (laughs) 2006 or whatever. Like back in the pretty wild days. I mean, she had like, she was stripped. Her home was stripped. And now this man dies granted it there's something that seems to be related with like you know in a close personal circle but the the irony and the coincidence Mm -hmm. of it being in the Mellencamp's like rental home is next level I know it should be interesting because I'm assuming they're gonna talk about this on the show I think they're filming like yeah they're definitely filming and it was like a few days before she got pregnant which made me so so nervous because a lot of people were like finding out who she was for the first time because of his death because again it kind of crossed communities there and then they were in her mentions like uh your husband's stuff don't work you might want to fix it i don't understand how the police were like so late i don't understand how like none of these things were going on we won't know the details but i know for a fact on beverly hills we won't get them so (laughs) that's another reason why i'm annoyed (laughs) As long as we get Fafty Gate on Vanderpump Rules, that's really all oh, I ask won't. for. You don't think I so? I just found that out, like what? for real. Like, we won't get it because of the because Fifty Cent sued them. Oh my god! Because he sued them for the money, and it was a, a lawsuit and legal thing. Oh. Like, they we won't get them because they weren't allowed to talk about Come it. Come on. So that's why they glazed over it because they can't talk about it because of legal things. And I'm sure 50, I mean, I'm sure Randall and Lala would love to keep it that way. That's what probably got him on the show. He probably agreed to be on the show so they wouldn't have to talk about it because he wouldn't, Lala would never not be caught dead that embarrassed. I mean, now that we're seeing a little bit of the Randall of it all, He's kind of interesting, and the fact that that poor girl has to lick his asshole after he eats two fried chicken sandwiches just like made oh, without me... the bread. Oh yeah, oh and yeah. Well, that changes order. everything. I, it, it really shined a light on how <laughs> creepy their whole entire relationship is. I just I don't know seeing him on screen and like trying to like be BFF with Jax, who's like the young one, and also like the two men getting up at the same time at dinner to go to the bathroom together. I'm like, this is like a Lisa Rinna needing to say, like, where are you guys doing coke in the bathroom? Like, yeah, what? Also, like, Randall, I didn't hate him. It was weird. I didn't hate him. I kind of just like, I get why we're seeing him. It's because we missed a major opportunity talking about Foftygate. 
And Bravo's like, you got to give us something else then. And I guess the something else is him and watching Jax kiss his ass so he can like get on a private jet and go to a bunch of Bahamas because Randall's such a giver. No, honey, yeah. he's buying your friendship. Like that's, there's a difference. Well, that was like Thanks. one of the sad things where he's like, yeah, me and Randall have been like friends for a really long time. Like he took us to Miami. He like then flew us to Puerto Rico. It's like, oh, great. You're really laying it all on the table. You're exclusively hanging out with him because you get to ride on the PJ. <laughs> oh, poor. And it's so, it's like the dynamic in Hollywood or whatever that makes it so Lala has to drink green juices every day <laughs> and be like as clean and skinny as ever. But Randall can order two fried chicken sandwiches without the bread, mm-hmm. just the fried chicken. <laughs> and then a double order of that, like take that and double it. I was like, <laughs> what am I watching here? I know. And also like Lala was not phased at all. So you know nope. she's seen a double. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Double order many an evening. Also, just say fried chicken. <laughs> yeah. Can I get fried chicken? Can I get the fried chicken sandwich? No buns. Without and the bread. Two- <laughs> and that'll help you? The bread was the problem. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> it wasn't the double order of the deep fry, you know, like hydrogenated fats. No, stuff. no, no. Sure. Yeah. It's like, bro, if you're really going to care about not eating bread, get a salad. Like, there's just options. There are many Maybe options. Maybe a fried chicken salad, but not, not the double order. <laughs> Fader of rules, gotta love it. This episode of Bravo Happy Hour is brought to you by BetterHelp, an affordable and convenient way to address mental health issues. If you're like me or any person living, breathing in 2020, you may be dealing with daily stress, anxiety, or relationship problems. If you're a loyal Bravo Happy Hour listener, you know how often I stress the importance of prioritizing mental health. Online counseling from BetterHelp is a great start. The process is simple. Just fill out a short questionnaire to help assess your needs, and you'll be linked with a therapist in less than 24 hours. And if you're not vibing, you can easily request a new therapist. Over 3,000 licensed professionals are available via text, call, or video chat through a safe and secure online platform. BetterHelp therapists are there to talk through everything, whether you're dealing with a personal loss, a breakup, a bout of depression, or you just need to let off some steam. Everything that you discuss with your therapist is completely confidential, so don't be afraid to really open up. BetterHelp provides financial aid to qualifying candidates, but best of all, Bravo Happy Hour listeners get 10% off their first month with discount code BHH. So why not get started? Go to BetterHelp.com slash BHH. That's BetterHelp.com slash BHH. Telling you, you will not regret this. 
Well, staying in Beverly Hills, Yolanda Hadid from The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills seasons three through six was spotted this week at Paris Fashion Week walking in Virgil Abloh's off-white fashion show where Bella and Gigi also were in the show. Love it. It was so good. Like I love it. I love him. <laughs> love him. I love them. I love this. I love. I think Yolanda is gorgeous. I always thought she oh, was yeah. so pretty. Such a great woman, uh, like as a model for sure. I love Virgil Abloh. I think I, oftentimes I've had to like reconnect these dots, especially a la Haley now Bieber's wedding dress. When people were like, "Was why does her dress say dress on it?" <laughs> It's like <laughs> or like uh, bride or something like that, and it's like why is it in quotes? <laughs> oh wait, I haven't seen this thing. It's, been... it's because it's a part of his brand. It's like I love that, and it was made by Virgil. Oh, it's he made do that it's dress. Part. That's a gorgeous. It's, dress. it's a it's a part of like the off white thing. Like it's always in quotes because none of his line is white or off white. That's the point. Oh, yeah, this dress is gorgeous. I've yeah, no, they're great. I think that they looked amazing in that show, and only Virgil could do something like that. Like Yolanda's jacket, oh, so she's chic. so cool. Those glasses, oh, her hair. She's just such a cool cat. I think she's great. I loved Bella's coat. I was like, this is. They are some styling women. I mean, the best model situation to ever come out of all the attempts we've seen on Housewives is Yolanda's kids. I mean, they're fucking supermodels. Oh, my gosh. I know. And, like, they've actually, like, taken over the modeling world. All like, three not... of them are, like, supermodels. Oh, like, Anwar, even the, the boy, uh, yeah. Anwar. Yeah, he's so cute. And I didn't know he was dating uh, Dua Lipa. And she's, like, yeah, so gorgeous, too. Yeah, I just too, heard so that, too. I'm like, what a gorgeous couple. Oh, God. I mean, they're all, like, actual superstars. Like, Gigi Hadid is, like, best friends with a Kardashian, or a Jenner. Which obviously, mm. and she's like one of the highest paid models. I, mean, I see her face everywhere on TV. She's commercial. She's runway. She's couture. She's print. She's everything. And Bella, it's interesting because she takes a lot of modeling gigs that I wouldn't really expect her to take. Like I saw her in like a Mark Jacob, not Mark Jacobs, uh, Michael Kors ad the other day, and then I'm like, why would she do that? I'm like, oh, probably a million dollar paycheck for like an afternoon yeah. of shooting, <laughs> like. With like an incredible photographer, and it's like I actually think wham, Bella bam. just loves it. Like I think she really likes it. She loves to model. She was a Victoria's Secret model, just like her sister. And I thought that was like the 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 most awkward yet amazing thing ever that I've ever seen when she was walking the Victoria's Secret fashion show and the weekend was performing. Oh and I spent it's the last one I ever watched because I was sitting there just like. What's going to happen? Are they going to get back together? And they did for like a minute. And I was like, hey, it's because of the fashion show. <laughs> <laughs> Is she dating I anyone think now? She takes the modeling. Huh? Is she dating anyone now? Or she's? I don't think she's dating him at least anymore. I don't know. I don't know about anybody else. I know Gigi was on Twitter like Ooh, going yeah. hard for her man Zane. Yeah, that was amazing because what is it like? I Jake Paul was like, um, Zane, why don't you ever hang out anymore? She's like, he's good. He's got me at home and his real friends. And I was like, damn. And she's uh, yeah. like, you and your little YouTube posse. <laughs> like, yes, take him down. I've been out here saying, go to sleep or go to bed for like a week. <laughs> Ever since she tweeted it, I was like, that's the, that's the answer. That's how you <laughs> say fuck off to somebody. Because fuck off, we, I mean, that's, that's old. It's tired. We can't just say that people get it. Go to sleep. That's it. It's very Bethany-esque from Crazy Island. Yes. 
Oh my god. Well, speaking of other mothers of models, Danielle Staub uh, <laughs> from the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Well, I guess no longer on the Real Housewives of New Jersey. As a couple weeks ago, she went on Watch What Happens Live and announced her retirement, which I thought was a really nice thing that Andy let her do. It's so which I nice think is that another they're letting them <laughs> leave gracefully these days because they're all fired. Every single one of them has been oh, fired. One hundred. But he's letting them make nice Instagram announcements and do lives and come on WWHL. It's so sweet. <laughs> he's such a martyr. So she ended up going on Instagram saying. <laughs> Hashtag Friday, hashtag fun fact. My daughter Christine was the first Bravo TV signed model with IMG Models at 14 years old. She took Fashion Week by storm for some of the greatest designers in the world and the cover of the most coveted industry magazine. Hashtag The Daily, which I'm like, okay, I've only worked in fashion for nine years and I've never (laughs) once heard of The Daily. There's that, but love that Danielle is coming out of the woodwork, which I think is a nice little shots fired moment to <laughs> Bella and Gigi, who are like truly like lolling in Paris right now at Fashion Week, being like, yeah. I mean, the resume yes. speaks for itself. <laughs> yeah, like, like, you don't have to defend when you know <laughs> you're the best. It's a competition that can't be <laughs> matched. It's Gigi and Bella Hadid. What's Daniel's daughter's name again? Christina? <laughs> Christy? Christine. I think it's that I one. I think it's Christine, yeah. We'll figure it out. They'll make an appearance on Daniel's Instagram food cooking show. Oh, God. Love that show. Subscribe, like, rate, review. So Danielle also went on the after show for Real Housewives in New Jersey, and the producer asked her how she's been engaged 21 times at this point, and Danielle explains... You guys, if you're eating anything, put it down because you might yeah. vomit. Yeah, she said, walk away. Came from it came from me wanting to punish people that were abusing me, and the way I got back to them to ask me to marry them quickly is I said I was a virgin and I would not have sex until I was married. That'll put a ring on your finger real quick. Oh, Danielle, who believes that damaged woman? You yeah, what man? <laughs> He's like, yeah, you're a virgin girl. I mean, I don't mean to typecast or sound extremely regressive, but nothing about Danielle this age, the ages before, without (laughs) me even seeing her back in her teenage years would scream to me, virgin. Like nothing about her seems inexperienced in the, in the aisles of sex. Not saying she seems the opposite. I'm just saying nothing about her seems like she has not been around this block before and doesn't know how to work a man. Yeah, I just wonder, like, when you're number 13 of the 21, like, do you know there's been 12 others? I feel like at a do certain point. Ask? Yeah. Do people ask these questions? Have you ever been engaged before? What did she say, once or twice? <laughs> She's like, yeah, about, you know, 12 times. Like, that a would dozen. Be a dozen. That'd be insane. A regular or a baker's dozen. Now yeah. I gotta ask. <laughs> I just can't imagine being in love with. 21 different people or the I being in the idea of love I shouldn't say she's actually in love with these people because she's again lying to them about being a virgin just to get a ring on her finger but it just it seems so backwards to me how she keeps getting men and I think she still lives with Marty I know like I heard her on some podcast saying like oh yeah I'm trying to buy him out for it and we've actually been really good and we're friends and we're happy and like that poor man needs to abort fast like get out how do you not see this what do they block bravo in the home (laughs) well i can't believe the hair pull situation i just watched the episode yesterday and i'm shocked that Teresa was so 
gung-ho for Danielle to pull Marge's hair. It, it was it was shocking. I don't know. I, I just didn't. I was too. I was I'm shocked. not going to lie. I was a little shocked. I was weirded out. That's the one that I waited so long to watch. And when I did, I was like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> like, how did we get here? And I think it's just a testament that there is a different production team on every single show because I can think Beverly Hills would have literally built the entire season around Teresa being the mastermind behind all of this. Oh, yeah. You would have saw it in eight seconds in the beginning and then the entire season would have been about her, you know, being, it's telling Danielle to do it. That's what every fight would have been about for the from Kingdom Come. But like here on Jersey, we get this in like the last, the tail end. And then <laughs> real. we never get anything else. And I'm like, wait a minute, but it's going to make for an incredible reunion. And that's one of the things that I love about Jersey is they just do their formula so different that it's so sturdy. And oh, I also just heard for the first time that apparently and allegedly the men on Jersey are the only men that get paid on any housewife show. Interesting. I mean, they deserve a paycheck. So <laughs> like, they were it's just so funny this year. Like, I love watching all of the men. And they, oh, they are, are all they. kind of ride or die for their women. And I love that. Because we see it on Atlanta where all these fucking loser men can't ever. do anything for their women. Like, it's all about, like, them. And it's the man show. And there's no – there's just, like, definitely no ride or die vibes where then you see, like, Margaret Joseph's husband, like, Joe, like, truly being there for him. Joe Gorga. Evan, like all of these men are really even fucking Frankie Frankie Senior, who like isn't Dolores' husband to support Dolores. Yeah, (laughs) and they're adorable. They sleep in the same bed. I'm just pointing that out there, not insinuating anything. I just want to throw it out that they sleep in the same. They were doing some smooching. I feel like that's like a a thing of their past, like probably partying in the Jersey Shore together. So maybe sparks are flying a little bit. To say that he would just like he was like I would be so afraid of hurting her again. And he couldn't go back down that road. He was like, I can't hurt her again. And I was like, I'm crying. Well, I know. It's not it was... you, it's me. I'm crying. <laughs> I think as much as he's like a jerk, it is big of him to say, like, you know, we could have gotten back together easily, but I know myself and I know I would fuck up again. And yeah, hurting her seems – hurting her in the situation where – they're married again is a lot worse than him just like <laughs> them like sharing a house doing everything together <laughs> like i think it just allows for being soulmates yeah, yeah. nothing big oh soulmates it's cute but i mean no. the italy trip was crazy like i kind of thought as a viewer that we'd get like at least like a two-part miniseries like spin-off yeah, thing so then like when it's like 27 minutes into the episode and they're doing like the rolling credits of like jackie's kids turned nine like when they're doing that whole b-roll thing and then all of a sudden it's like dun, 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 like they like show up in italy like what and it was such a short like truncated version of the trip and granted i think it was only like three or four days but i really i, I really wanted more and i also was just so happy to see the girls happy like it has been a very long time since you've seen those girls like genuinely happy and i thought it was i thought it was really sweet even though yeah you, you can also- i think that it was um the whole thing was a dupe you're exactly right Nine twenty-seven is exactly for me or eight twenty-seven was exactly for me when the credits rolled for the, <laughs> the season and i looked at my watch and it was eight twenty-seven, and i was like <laughs> am i late how did we get here? Wait, was and it exactly was 27 like, minutes? Damn. It was exactly 27 minutes. <laughs> that is minutes psychotic. Jackie's um, 
credits roll first. Yeah. They were like, oh, whoa. Like, no. Whoa, 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 what? <laughs> and it was, I thought we should have at least gotten like an hour and a half and that 30-minute Italy trip, but after like a full hour. But that just goes to show we would have had nothing if Teresa and Marge didn't like have that exchange and Alyssa didn't, you know, tell everybody and throw her sister-in-law under the bus. I just, I cannot wait for this reunion. I think it'll be great. I think it'll be very interesting to see Danielle demand to sit next to Andy uh, when he's like, oh, I've been here the longest. I'm like, actually, Teresa has too. So that's ridiculous. And you're not a main cast member. Like it's, it's very a la Vicky Gumbelson. Yeah. Thinking they own the place. And I mean, Danielle was like the first guest on Watch What Happens Live. So she thinks she's going to <clears throat> like this that, that means anything life, sweetie. <laughs> well this i'm also a job that you don't have a you don't get a w2 for like shut up i'm looking here and i think another reason why jersey seasons the past the past few seasons of jersey has been so amazing is that the seasons are shorter like season 10 only had 19 episodes including I'm assuming a three-part reunion. And then, like, last season of Beverly Hills had 24 episodes. So, like, five additional episodes of filler and bullshit. Like, we don't need it. Like, jam-pack more drama and more information and more storylines into a shorter season to make it so there aren't those lulls where it's, like, the last thing I need to see is, like, Teddy Mellencamp and Kyle going for, like, a weird walk in Los Angeles, like, just near, like, a big body of water where they talk about nothing. Like, that is not what we need. Or Dorit and fucking Eric looking at those little mini cars like that no one's buying especially not to read who has 18 dollars in her checking account exactly but you know i, I think a shorter season is with you. way to go like there's a, i often said that beverly hills could have been cut in half and it actually would have if the first four episodes were just like two mm-hmm. we would have actually had a decent season especially if they didn't play the whole thing out on social media Lisa leaving would have been an interesting plot by itself. This dog thing would have been an interesting plot. We just didn't need about six or seven of those episodes. And it, they're the only ones that do it that long. Like, they're, they're on forever. And Jersey, you're right, it just gets straight to the point. I don't understand why Danielle's even at the reunion. But because she's going to be there, I'm curious as to why they don't ask her. I mean, they're obviously going to ask her about Marty. But Marty is one of the people I want to talk to the most. Like, do you did you know she had 21 fiance? Did she tell you she was a virgin as well? Like <laughs> the mother I of two. Like, why did we even and she because she was on the act show talking about this, which means it's fair game at the reunion. Yeah. Like this is news to me. Now, this is like real headlines. Danielle has lied about being a virgin like 18 out of 19 times. It's psychotic. It's really psychotic. And also, like, let's not forget when she was, like, engaged to that guy, Oliver, last year. None of that was shown out on on screen. But, like, he was, like, a prince or, like, some sort of weird royalty. Yeah, like a duke. Uh, Three times removed or something like that. (laughs) She could have been on countess level of, like, delusional royalty. It was very, like, circa ladies of London. I remember one of them (laughs) was married to – I would never forget. It was the Earl of Sandwich. And I was always just, like (laughs) – I don't know what that means, but I like it. And she did like those Jeb balls, like those, and all the women would just like make fun of her. And oh my God, the ladies of London was so good. Like they were so petty. They're at like that gorgeous dinner party at some fancy royal place. And Bravo like, had <laughs> such good TV back then. Oh. Are you kidding me? They had the best TV back in the day. Ladies of London, blood, sweat, and tears. Uh, you had oh, your, yeah. the gallery girls. You had, um, oh my God, there were just literally so many 
oh, Princesses Long Island. Oh, yeah. There goes the motherhood, the simple life or something like that with um, that girl who was from Manhattan and like moved to South Carolina or something like that to be with her husband and was like Wayne Brady's PR. Like, where did you find these things? And let's get them back. Let's go back to the place we found them and bring them back. Because well, right now we are pulling at straws. Well, then we have to kind of look at it like Ladies of London, what, had like four or five seasons, but it ended perfectly and was a perfect show. Like, do we need more? Like, do you feel at like a certain point people start just getting boring and they start learning more about television and self-producing to make the shows kind of not watchable? Which is what I believe is happening. And that's the problem with Housewives is Mm -hmm. that if we don't start rotating cities, we're in trouble. Because right now, we know these girls have played the game way too long, but we also love so many of them so much that A, they feel entitled, and B, they then know how to play the game back. And Mm -hmm. so we're not watching anything real. We're not watching anything believable. And the same thing goes for Vanderpump Rules, but we also don't have the energy to learn all these new people. I don't have the energy to learn 19 people total and be interested (laughs) in 19 lives on Vanderpump Rules. But at the same time, we need to rotate these people out because the old ones are faking it. And the young ones, I don't know you. So I have no allegiance <laughs> to watch this show. And I think Ladies of London did the right thing. They used to do such good things by ending it four or five seasons. But if that's the case, we need to be rotating housewives and go across the country and just like circle around the block. <laughs> circle around the block. Well, speaking of other crazy things happening in Jersey, we have another Bravo celebrity who is starting a podcast. Marge <laughs> from Jersey is getting a podcast called Caviar Dreams, Tuna Fish Budget with Margaret Josephs. And I just want to say, branding anything with the phrase tuna fish, like just automatically puts a bad taste in my mouth. And I love tuna fish. Don't get me wrong. But it's like, this isn't your brand, Margaret. Like, no, no, no. I don't know. It just, it annoys me. And she's doing it with her uh, assistant, Lexi, whose accent does not make sense to me. I can't tell if she's like from Jersey or British or potentially both. (laughs) She does have a cute baby, but the two of them are whatever i don't even know what they're gonna do like i tried to figure it out but it's like we're the bio said the marge is not from the lucky sperm club and has to had and has had to work hard and hustle her way into achieving her goals so i guess it's gonna be like a circle jerk of marge talking about her success which gets fucking boring i mean you were i love marge but you can't talk about your success when you were sued by one of the biggest clothing (laughs) brands in the nation like, also, how do you not know that, like, the whale is Vineyard Vines? Like, it's kind I of their that. thing. I didn't know Marge. I knew Vineyard Vines. <laughs> oh, what is it? What, what is the Macbeth collection? Right, right, right. Macbeth yeah, collection. and I love that she's been in business. I mean, she was totally right. 20 years of having a business that stays afloat is amazing. quite an accomplishment, for real. Because I'm just thinking back on some of the big ones, and they have not survived the times and over time probably because they shot too high juicy couture is probably mm. the biggest fall from grace i've ever seen michael kors as well i mean i used to love these brands i grew up with them and i'm like damn you really fell down didn't you so good for marge don't know if we need a whole podcast about it i mean unless she's going to tell us a story about how she started her business to now i love a good storytelling podcast it's why true crime works so well i would love a business story type thing I would love to know all the details of her life, like back in the past and stuff. Yeah, her I would kids, like that. how many she has, who she raised them with, her ex husband, all that stuff. That would be great, but she needs to change that title. You're right. I don't want any merch or something that has tuna fish on it. <laughs> she should have called it 
pigtail powerhouse or something like that. Yeah. Powerhouse and pigtails. I feel like she's slowly trying to move away from the the pigtail persona, I guess. Like, I feel like in the beginning she really, like, rode hard for pigtails, and now it's, she's like, I also have – I can keep my hair regularly down, which – Great. She's going to move on from pigtails, and she's going to go on ahead and um move it to tuna fish. <laughs> that seems promising. Marketing companies will love right. it. And I'm also sure she'll be, like, number one in a week. Vic Gumbleson's oh, yeah, podcast apparently – is like a top 100 on the iTunes chart. And as a for, a, a fellow podcaster, I'm enthralled. Yeah, it, it it hurts when you see stuff like that. It's like, oh my God, so you just start, you're already making money. Tons of people are already listening. Just to hear you maybe drop a nugget of information that like Bravo fans can like cling on to and, and use. Like to- I'm truly <laughs> enthralled by it. I, look, I stared at it for, for minutes. I was like, Am I reading this right? That I put on the right filter? Okay, so how? How many reviews? Like, I was, like, studying this woman's podcast, and I felt terrible because I was like, I just need to know how we got here because I work my ass off. You work your ass off. I might appear in the in, in the top 200 every, like, other... Every what other category is she in? She was, like, a TV and film. What the fuck is she doing in TV and film? If she's talking know. about finance. And she was number 99. All right, let me see right now. I was like genuinely devastated and I wanted to write my congressman. I was like not happy <laughs> oh with this information god. whatsoever. Oh my How god. How dare you? Because I work hard. I study, we write outlines, we watch shows. Oh yeah. Even when we don't want to. We work very, very hard. Like, Megan, you're out there scouring the streets <laughs> of the of the Daily Mail and People magazine and even like the low rent blogs to get some oh, good content. Low rent. So I many of them. I'm like, am I getting a virus? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I'm watching shows I don't even believe in. And here goes Vicky. Damn, I can't see. She's not on the charts right now. I surprisingly am. I like will go back and forth. Oh, yes. I'm beating are. Vicky right now. There it is. She's Woo! one thing today. You knocked her out. Thank you. Fuck off. Whip it up with Vicky. All right, let's see. This some... is like the 10th day she's been on the charts. Okay, like, also, she only has a one minute long trailer and already 64 things. Oh my god! Um, oh, damn! One <laughs> of the comments of one is just stars already. It's kind of funny. <laughs> one just says homophobic speaks for itself. Uh, this one says polarizing. I listen to most of the X and Current Housewives podcasts, but not this one ever. I love this one. This one person but, comments quotes. I don't do podcasts. Dash Victoria Gundelson. I'm like yes. Okay, this is great. But also, she has not even put a put out an episode yet. So. Maybe we should give a second and give her some time. No, <laughs> no, I don't need it. I, I don't. She doesn't. She, she doesn't deserve. Also, like, get out of TV and film. Like, unless you're talking about TV or film, get the fuck out of this. You make it like a lifestyle show. Put it in lifestyle or something like that, or just like I don't know anything else. But it's just not fair when you're not even on a TV or a film. <laughs> you're not in it so i don't understand why you're in that category because you got by it bye bye all right well on that note Monty, thank you so much for coming on i always love when you come on because i don't even think about time and we just talk and talk and talk and that's always a sign of a good show sorry i don't have any aspect of time on my show no, are, i like to call my episodes church service <laughs> yeah are you kidding but i have such terrible ADD like truly like clinically bad so like if I don't like keep it within an hour then I'll talk for like six and a half hours and then I'm like well I'm not gonna edit this and so it's it's all bad so gotta keep it under an hour (laughs) yeah I get that it's totally fine I had the best time ever 
I love coming on to your show. It's so fun. It keeps moving so fast. And I'm always like, yay, let's go on a ride. <laughs> well, where can people find you, follow you, and listen to your amazing podcast? Yeah, of course. You can follow me at Mixing with Moni, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I on Instagram and Twitter to learn more about me and everything else. Twitter, I'm a little bit more unfiltered because they let me get away with a lot more. So that's very <laughs> fun. Um, Instagram, I finally got out of Instagram jail, a la David Bedore's booty. Um, so this is great. <laughs> my insights are finally back up because think about how long ago that was. And you can listen to my podcast anywhere that you listen to Megan's. Um, mixing with Moni. Type it into stuff and you'll see me. Not under Vicky Gumbelsons, though, because I don't chart as well as she does. She has a secret formula that I just don't know, I guess. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. And you will be back 100%. Yay! All righty. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. If you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts to leave a quick review and a five-star rating. And while you're at it, head to Instagram and follow at Bravo Happy Hour to talk with fellow listeners on the episode's discussion posts. Also, feel free to shoot me an email at bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com with any super juicy gossip or just to say hi. Be sure to tune in every Monday and Thursday for more of your favorite Bravo-related news. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.